hello, hello. Welcome to season two of Alex's Fun Little Podcast. I have really, really missed doing the podcast. I've missed you guys. I'm so excited to be back. Michael, how you doing? You excited for I'm season excited. two? I'm excited. Season two. Here we go. It's been a little longer layover than we yeah. thought, but uh, got everything set up. We're back at it. That was a really diplomatic answer. I appreciate that. Thank you. What are your hopes and dreams for season two, Michael? Sponsors. Okay. <laughs> Those are my hopes and dreams. That That's this it. podcast pays for itself. <laughs> That's your only dream? Well, and fame and prosperity. Oh, okay. Those two. Got it. Money, fame, prosperity. You sound like a Lady Gaga album. I mean, what are your dreams? Money, fame, prosperity. <laughs> okay, we're in alignment. <laughs> no, I would say mine is that people, more people come here to find a little bit of joy, some reprieve in their day, and hopefully those same people leave us five-star reviews. That would be my hope. Would you rather have $5 or five-star reviews? Five-star reviews at this point. I'd rather have $5. Okay, well, the reviews probably mean less to you. They mean a lot to me. I get that. Five-star reviews are great, too. Uh, This is officially a a Michigan podcast. We are recording live from my parents' guest room. Normally, I'm sitting up, like, all proper at a desk, like a true podcast professional, and now I'm a, like, degenerate rat, and I'm laying on a couch with a blanket over me, and Michael basically just propped a microphone in my face. It's honestly kind of ideal. You look way cozier than you ever did on the... Vegas podcast. I'm almost a little bit too cozy. Like if it goes silent for a while, just know I've dozed off. I have fallen asleep. I did eat like a very, very large piece of chocolate, uh, like a pastry right before this and had some wine. So I didn't get a pastry. Well, that's because you were up here setting up the podcast and I saw an opportunity and I took it. Opportunities. That's what season two is about. Sounds about right. Well, the move went very, very smoothly. Of course, our last couple of days were extremely emotional and hard, but in terms of the move itself, it really went smoothly. Trying to take it one day at a time, I had, I think I had this expectation that moving back to Michigan, it would be very easy because we're very familiar with it here. All of our family and friends are here. It would kind of be like just being dropped in somewhere we know and Days were going by, and I was feeling really, really unsettled and just weird. Michael kept saying, like, you're, you're acting so weird. I'm like, because I am being weird. And so I talked to my therapist about it. Side note, I'm back in therapy. That's how everybody should act um, that's in therapy because it's the greatest thing in the world. But anyways, I talked to my therapist about it, and she was like, you might be back in a place you know, but you are not the same person you were when you lived here. I was like, oof. Session paid for itself. Thank you. And so that's what I'm trying to keep in mind, that I am different. Michael's different. We are different. And we need to look at this chapter as not an extension of something we started a long time ago, but as something totally new. So one day at a time, one moment at a time, it's going to take a long time to get adjusted. Say time one more time. Time. Nice. (laughs) There is one thing, though, about Michigan and metro detroit in general right now but i I would mostly say i'm going to leave this to the city of birmingham because that's where i have experienced this since we've been here we're on week three of being in birmingham and i would say i mean in the first week alone i encountered this thing three times and 
because this is my podcast, I can talk about whatever I want to talk about. I'm going to air out this gripe here and now. It was not in my plans to run for the mayor of Birmingham, but that might just be in my cards now. Birmingham. Birmingham has a mayor, right? Is, is it a town? It's a city. City of Birmingham. They have a mayor. There's a mayor. Okay, well, it might be me if there's not one. Or if there is one, I might beat them because there's something going on in this city I feel very, very passionate about, and that is people parking in disabled parking places without a disabled parking sticker. In the first week, I encountered people waiting in disabled parking places for coffee, for takeout, for their kid to come out with their dinner, uh, people that were just sitting waiting for something outside of a store, and I would have to come up next to them, roll down my window, show them my sticker, and they would just, like, zoom off. And I'm sorry, but, like, what is going through your mind? And if you're one of the people that does this, I was going to say, like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm being mean, but I'm not. You need to hear this. Everybody needs to hear this. What is going through your mind when you decide, like, yeah, I'm just going to park in this disabled parking space. Like, nobody's going to come that needs it because disabled people, like, don't exist. They only exist between certain hours in the day. And, like, I'm here getting my coffee. Like, no way a person that actually needs this parking space is going to use it. Like, tell me you have no disabled people in your life without telling me you have no disabled people in your life. Worse if you do. Worse if you do. It is so dehumanizing. Every time you go out in the world, you have to fight for accessibility. And it just makes it so much worse when your fellow human beings are making it so much harder because they don't want to be inconvenienced. They don't want to be inconvenienced by having to find a parking space somewhere else. Oh, they're just running in really quick or they're just waiting for somebody to bring something out. They don't want to have to round the block and they just think this is a waiting space. When in society, the disabled parking places become synonymous, like, I can just wait here. It's only two minutes. What are the chances somebody comes up in two minutes? Well, guess what? Beep, beep, bitch. I'm back in this town, and I'm taking those spaces. I'm coming up on them. And even if I do not need the space, somebody is going to. Somebody is going to come along that needs that space out of a mobility issue, and under no circumstance should anybody ever be using it as a waiting space. I hate when I have to go up to people and say, hey, like, I actually need the space. Like, do you, do you have a sticker? Because, like, it looks like you're just waiting. There's so many telltale signs. I don't ever, I'm not, I'm not just, like, assuming. There's so many telltale signs to see if somebody is, is just waiting and um, does not have a pass for that parking space. Just another cruel reminder of this world just not being kind to people with disabilities. Even Michael, we went to a football game. Last weekend, a Michigan game, long story short, there was a rain delay and they were not opening the gates to the stadium. And so we had to cross the street, which is also where the gates were, but we were going to go sit and wait in our car, which was in a parking lot next to the stadium. And the policeman makes an announcement. He's like, you know, stopping pedestrians from crossing. He's like, no one's going to be able to cross the street for 30 minutes because they're not opening the gate. So Michael kind of pushed his way to the front and he's like, my wife has a disability. She cannot stand over 30 minutes. What, what should she do? He was like, uh, you can walk up like two more blocks, cross the street there and walk back down. And we both kind of looked at him like, so your response to your inaccessibility is less accessibility. Please go walk further because we don't have any plan in place. Michael even said, what'd you say? You said, you're so surprised like in this situation. 
There is just no plan for people with, dis- with people with disabilities. Yeah, I mean, I could see why that would be so frustrating for you. I mean, he, eventually, I think he just said, "Well, if you cross here, no one will stop you." Yeah, he said, like, "Just illegally jaywalk, I won't stop you." Yeah, he was basically like, "Well, we don't have a plan. <laughs> we basically were caught with no plan, so um, just cross, break the rules, and no one will arrest you." It's like, all right. Like, great. Now I have to break the law to live my life. It's just, if you live in the city of Birmingham or anywhere else in the world, please, please, please always assume there's a, a disabled person around the corner ready to use that parking space. And it would be cruel to block them from doing so. But anyways, it's great being here in Michigan. We love it. We love it so much. <laughs> a quick update on the Back to the Beach podcast because where we left off on season one I was doing recaps of the back to the beach podcast with Kristen Cavallari and Stephen Coletti and I will just say the podcast has kind of gone downhill it's not that interesting anymore which maybe they would say that about my podcast and that's fair that's fine they just have so many ads there is an ad for HelloFresh literally every five minutes and it's like a 30 minute episode Although if HelloFresh wants to sponsor this podcast, I will take that back. But I did have to listen in and report back to you guys on the What Happens in Cabo Part 2 episode to see if Steven would apologize to Kristen for calling her a slut in Cabo and that it would probably heal me as a human being, even though I did start therapy anyways. He apologized. I'm so proud of Steven. He said it was one of the most humiliating moments of his life. Watching it back, he was so ashamed. He brought shame on his family. It was bad then. It's worse now. And he did a really heartfelt apology to Kristen, saying that what he did was completely wrong and uh, indefensible just by being drunk or a teenage boy. And he's never done anything like that again. And honestly, I believe him. I think he's really mortified. But he healed the nation. He healed me. And I think we can just move forward with all of our lives now. I've been sitting on that for like, 15 years, wherever long ago it was. All right. I had some other topics for today's show, but as we came on the air, there was some breaking pop culture news that has been breaking over the last few hours. And we don't know all the details yet, but I think it's worth talking about. And that is a girl on TikTok is saying that she had an affair with the Maroon 5 lead singer, Adam Levine. I was really confused at first because I thought we were talking about Adam Devine when I saw the news, the guy from Pitch Perfect. I was like, Aka, excuse me, seems like a nice guy. But lo and behold, she was talking about Adam Levine. And there are many, many layers to this drama. So this girl, her name is Sumner, S-U-M-N-E-R. She is a self-proclaimed Instagram model. That is her profession. And... She says she had a year-long affair with Adam Levine. She had screenshots to prove it. She was saying that she was manipulated. Uh, She was 19 when they got together. And that she feels like she was kind of taken advantage by him. But they had a year-long affair. But the real tea came when she shared a screenshot of just recently. Because his wife. Bahati, I'm not sure. Bahati Prince Lou, I think it is. I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. She's a Victoria's Secret model. Stunning. He said, 
I'm having another baby, and if it's a boy, I'd like to name it. I'd like to name it Sumner. Would you be okay with that? Not only did this man have an affair, but he wants to name his child that he's having with his wife after his mistress. He took she will be loved a little bit too literally, and he's like, all the girls, they will be loved. She and she and she. Adam! That's absolutely disgusting. It's absolutely vile. Sumner, unfortunately, in her video painted herself as the victim and we don't know all the details yet i mean she she very well could have been groomed we don't know but there was no apology there was no i'm sorry i did this i regret i did this and now of course people are digging up other tiktoks she made when people didn't know she was having an affair with adam and almost seemed like bragging that she was like having an affair with someone which is not a good look and the real victim is his wife and his two children that he has and his wife is pregnant She has to go through all this while she's pregnant. It's so horrible. Men are dogs. Sorry, Michael. I'm so disgusted by this. I wonder if he'll have to make some kind of statement. I mean, he has to. It's like trending on Twitter right now. And everyone keeps saying like, oh my gosh, a Victoria's Secret model can get cheated on. Like, what about the rest of us? Listen, it doesn't matter who you are. A dog's a dog. It was a it was a lot like girl. It's a it, this is, this was on a Monday. That was a lot of news for a Monday. We basically went from the Queen's funeral to Adam Levine's funeral online. I think it's about to be Maroon Four. There's absolutely no way if this is all true, which I believe it to be. I don't know why this person would put themselves out there like that and share screenshots, knowing what the public would do to them. There's no way. There's no way that man is singing payphone live again. Adam, you're a dog, and I bet you also park in disabled parking places out of convenience. We all know I'm a big-time beauty lover, and I'm constantly trying out different products to see what works best. I'm a big-time gloss girly, and for that, I love Lip Gloss Boss. Lip Gloss Boss makes uniquely mint-infused glosses that are never sticky, always hydrating, and made to last. The mint part is truly my favorite part because it's almost like chewing gum and wearing lip gloss, but you just have to wear lip gloss. They're perfect for long wear. Their magic wand glosses go on like a gloss and wear as a stain for long-lasting color and hydration. Balmy Gloss, my favorite, is the ultimate hybrid balm-gloss combo. It locks in moisture while providing an ultra-glossy finish. Swipe it on lips for cooling hydration, high-impact shine, on eyelids for the perfect gloss lid look, and you can even put it on your cheekbones for a dewy highlight. We love a multitasker. Lip Gloss Boss creates the magic and you gloss it on. Side note, they also have these amazing trio packs. My favorite is the Magic Wand Gloss Trios. Great curated color packs. And especially great for gifting with the holiday season coming up on our heels. Get yours at lipglossboss.com and use code FUNLITTLEGLOSS for 20% off your order. And orders over $30 or more ship free. Again, use code FUNLITTLEGLOSS at lipglossboss.com for 20% off your order. Shop small, shop smart, and shop gloss. New tagline for the season. Love you, Lip Gloss Boss. So since moving, my routines, my setup have kind of been thrown for a loop. And at the moment, I have my little office set up in a guest room at my parents' house. And I've gotten in the habit every single day. There's a little TV in here. I turn on Grey's Anatomy while I'm working. 
and my back is faced to the TV. It's just on like Lifetime or something every day for like six hours. And I've been watching Grey's Anatomy since high school. Um, I didn't start watching it at season one, but I started watching it and then I rewatched later. I've been a big fan for years. I have not watched the last season because to be honest, I don't even know who's on the show anymore. Like Meredith Grey and that's about it. But I've had it on and it was today that I came to a realization and I'd like to call myself out. I always used to kind of poke fun at soap operas. Like, oh my God, soap operas. Like people are watching The Young and Restless for 25 years. People are watching Days of Our Lives. They're big fans of the soap opera. Uh, They're watching it every afternoon. Their shows, their programs. What the hell did I think Grey's Anatomy was? What do I think I've been doing for the last 18 years? I was typing away at my desk, obviously not looking at the, at the TV screen. And I'm just listening to Grey's Anatomy. I'm just listening to it. I'm like, when my eyes are closed, this sounds exactly like a soap. This is literally a soap opera that I have been watching for the last 18 years of my life. Every Thursday night. And now I'm just watching it during the day like I'm 50. I'm, a little, I'm, I'm disappointed in myself for having judged others when I was engaging in the exact same behaviors. Grey's though, like I can admit as a fan, it's time to come to an end. It's time to come to an end. Everybody, everybody has died. Everybody. If I were Meredith, I'd be like, you know what? This life isn't for me. This, this job, not for me. I'm just going to go be off with my kids. We've got enough money. Going to live in the woods and enjoy myself. If like every person I know had left and abandoned me or died. Yeah, I honestly don't understand how you're still watching this show. I have tried it to watch with you, and every episode literally leaves me upset. <laughs> upset like, because like you're sad? No, upset okay. like because it's still on, and usually because I can't go to bed, and that's really upsetting. It is upsetting, Michael. I agree. I'm sorry. The content of the show is upsetting, but also the fact that it is still running and on the air, also upsetting. And I have to say that there's another show that's entered into this phase for me. No, don't. It's making you will ruin me ruin my life. You will ruin my life. You're kind of ruining my sleep. Don't say it. The Office. No, Michael, that is it's my... It's becoming upsetting. No. It's upsetting no. me. That... <laughs> because it's on every night and I can't go to sleep with the TV on. You know this. Can't go to sleep with the TV it's on. my nighttime unwind show when I'm doing my bone stimulator. It's always on TV. I like watching it. It's familiar, easy to fall asleep to. I could tell I was catching because you always used to laugh at the office with me. Like you'd be pretending to sleep, and then I'd hear you like laughing and giggling. And last night was the first time actually that I caught the vibe that I was like, oh no, like this is this is getting I'm over ruined. it. I'm over <gasps> no. it. No, TV going to sleep is not good for you. It's not. It's not a good way to okay, sleep. Dr. Mike. I know that. but That's that not just... Dr. Mike. That's just facts. <laughs> facts from sleep doctors. Exactly, Dr. Mike. I, I, I do know that. They say don't use your cell phone in bed. Don't watch TV in bed. And I do both of those things, unfortunately. That's why you have terrible sleep. Yeah, I have the worst sleep ever. Like Adds up. <laughs> well, it's annoying because we lay down in bed and no sooner have you said goodnight that you are asleep. And I'm laying there for the next 30 minutes, like, thinking about every single thing I did that day that was probably cringy. I don't know what to tell you, but I do know that I want less office. It's upsetting me. What if we change the show? Like, could we do Veep? And then I think that show will start upsetting me. But you love Veep. I do like and Veep. And you love me. I like Veep. And me. I like Veep. 
but I don't like TV in bed. What about when we watch football? I don't watch football in bed. We had football on the other night in bed, and I was trying to go to sleep, and I was letting you watch football. Really? That's... Yeah, football's on like every night of the week. That when did this happen? Odd. Literally every night of the week, football's on. It's Monday night right it's now. Great, Monday isn't night it? football. It's awesome. Thursday night, Friday night college, Saturday day college, Sunday all day, Sunday night. It's a great time of year. God, it's the worst. Would you actually, Michael? This would be a great time to segment into our our next segment, which is Fall Mike. Fall Mike is someone that appears on the first Lions game of every year, and essentially, I have the most attentive, thoughtful, loving husband all the time. But especially on Sundays between the hours of 8 a.m. and noon. And then afternoon, I completely lose him to the Lions. Um, Do you want to explain kind of your strategy on Sunday mornings? I mean, I just try and spend an appropriate amount of time with you. I know it's the weekend and that you want to do things that are fun. And that involve you. And I know the Lions does not involve you. So No, the Lions most certainly does not involve me. So I go out of my way to do something nice, whether it's brunch or Okay, well, now you're making or... me sound bad. People can't, uh, they don't know. Did, you set, your, did you set yourself he's up for that? He's smirking right now. He's smiling. I did not set myself up. I mean, have I lied? <laughs> Sometimes I feel like a little child that you were trying to entertain and tire out, for the, or like a dog, for the first few hours of the day so that you can go. <laughs> and be at peace. It kind of works, too, doesn't it? You kind of do get tired out, tuckered out, and then you just lay on the couch I and did. nap. Literally, that's what happened last Sunday. You took me on all these activities in the morning, and as soon as the Lions started, I took a nap. Perfect. Fall Mike. Fall Mike is a, is a different kind of guy. Godspeed to anybody else uh, out there with partners that turn into a fall version of themselves where you just don't exist for a few hours on Sundays and the occasional Monday night and the occasional Thursday night. That is so many days. We are going to keep with our new tradition and give a hype up to some five-star reviewers at the end of every episode. I, of course, appreciate the five-star reviews on Spotify as well, but I just can't see who leaves those. So they're always going to come from Apple. Today's comes from JYK595, who left just the kindest and most stellar review describing the podcast as ever had that itch to catch up with an unhinged friend on Wednesdays over wine spritzes. JYK595, I mean, you got the vibe of the podcast spot on. And it's more like, JYK, you're the best? Thank you so much for the kind, amazing, wonderful, sweet review. You are an icon. You are everything. You are amazing and special and one of a kind. Definitely not one of 595. Just one of a kind. You are a five-star listener and you are a five-star bitch. I say that with my whole chest because I know it to be true because only uh, such a wonderful person can leave such a wonderful review and take the time out of their day to be a spectacular human being. So thank you, JYK. I love you, Kay, for your chance to get a little hype up. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you don't have Apple Podcasts, I'll take it on Spotify. That'd be great. We put an emphasis on five-star reviews as a reminder because it helps our podcast get up in the ranks and helps more people see it and listen to it. And that's the goal of season two. Michael said fame, power, money. Something dark, I feel like. Yeah, power, damn. Something like that. 
Well, anyways, I think the goal is for more people to listen to it so that they can become a part of this wonderful community full of kind, amazing, sweet people like you all. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful week. We will see you next week. And by see, I mean you will hear us. Love ya. Bye.